0: finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I have a question for you. Do you know the value of your network? I mean, most of us just take for granted the relationships we have in our career and we don't understand or realize their worth. But what if there was somebody in your network right now that held the keys to your dream career or opening that big door that would score you a book deal or get you that next project and more? There's power in your network, and our podcast guest on today's episode, Kelly Hoey, is here to show you how to build your dream network. That's also the name of her amazing, amazing book that we're going to talk about a little later in the podcast, Even If You Hate to Network. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking Rethink the Power of Networking with Kelly Hoey plus an Ask Shauna. Plenty of money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. So instead of an Ask Shauna question today, because we tackled a bunch of them on the last podcast episode, if you have not checked that one out, make sure you go back. We've got some stellar questions from our community. But today we're going to do a high five to Lauren, who is a Millennial Money community member, listener to this podcast. And Lauren sent me an email. She said, Hi, Shauna. I just want to thank you for your inspiration in getting my podcast off the ground. Without hearing how you started your podcast journey and the steps you've taken along the way to promote it, I would have never had the confidence to pursue podcasting. I'm proud to say that the Take Two Pills and Listen to This Podcast has launched and we have six episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The goal of our podcast is to interview innovative educators in health sciences and provide practical teaching advice on each episode. We would have never believed that we could launch the podcast without your inspiration and I so appreciate it. Keep up the great work, Lauren. So I am so excited, Lauren, to welcome you to the podcasting community and, and just a huge congrats on launching your podcast because I know what it feat it is to launch a podcast, to even do the million steps that you need to come up with before you launch the podcast. I think a lot of people don't realize that before you even put out your first episode, you're constantly doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of tech stuff, a lot of branding and marketing, and all of those things that you know, we just don't know about the podcast that we listen to. And so it takes a lot of effort. And then even just the podcasting community these days, there are so many podcasts. And I don't know about you, but it feels like everybody has a podcast. So you know, how do you make your podcast unique? How do you get an audience? How do you plug into the right guests that you want on your show? How do you make it sound good? How do you do all of those steps? It's a lot to figure out. So, you know, I definitely want to congratulate you, Lauren, for for launching this podcast, for just saying, you know what, I have this idea and I'm just going to go for it because I think a lot of great things come from that. When we just say, I've got this idea. I have no idea how to do it. And I have no idea how it's going to turn out or what it's going to sound like or who's going to listen to it. But I'm just going to go for it. And so that's really how I've done a lot of oh, so many projects in my past is just said, here's an idea. And I feel compelled and passionate about doing it. It was really really how this podcast came about. I think it was like a Tuesday that I came up with the idea and I said, I don't know, I guess I'll call it millennial money. And by Friday of the next week, we had our first episode up and I've made a million mistakes along the way. And some of them, I feel like everybody has to go through those different hurdles and everybody's going to make those mistakes. And then a few of them, I was like, okay, I probably could have avoided that mistake. So Coming up in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do a full episode on how to launch your podcast in 30 days. So if you have a podcasting idea and you're wondering what does it take to make your podcast successful, what does it take to be consistent, what are all those behind the scene things that are done in a podcast, how do you make money with a podcast, hello, (laughs) Uh, all of those details, we're going to dive into those. That's been asked by a couple of you who listen to the podcast. So I thought it would be fun to just do an episode about podcasting. Why not? But today's episode is a great one. I know I say that about a lot of the podcast episodes, but I really try to find different topics and really cool people to bring to the podcast. So you hear. Lots of different ideas, not just about money, not just about making money, not just about investing in money, but also thinking about money in a different way and thinking about all of the different aspects of your life where there's value and there is worth. And certainly networking is something that I feel is underrated, but is one of those skills, if it's even a skill that you really need to learn no matter what type of career you have. And Kelly, if you remember her, she's been on the podcast. She was a guest a little over a year ago when she released her book, Build Your Dream Network. And I joke in the episode that her book is actually on my nightstand, but it actually is. It's sitting on my nightstand, and I look at it every day. And sometimes I crack it open and read a few pages, and I go, That's right. That's what she said. That's right. That makes sense. And it just sort of reinvigorates me, especially before I'm supposed to go to an event or do something where maybe I'm feeling a little sluggish about it. I'm not feeling super motivated. You know, I've had to network for so many years and I've learned how to do it the quote unquote right way, if there is a right way, but really how to take the pressure off myself and then how to value the network that I have because there, there is value. For instance, I mentioned before on a couple episodes prior that I'm just busy like slaving away on my computer day and night working on a book project and I was able to reach out to this network that I've built over the last five plus your 10 years if you will and ask them, you know, what what is your advice? What can you give me? What connections to agents do you have? Who can you introduce me to? What do I need to know? and no one in my network even flinched. They just opened doors and those doors would have taken me years to build myself. And that's the kind of network I want you to build. I want you to be able to have those resources and understand how how the relationship really works with people. It's not just a take take take, it's not just a give give give, but when you can really create and develop that network, it's going to help you advance so much in your career and even in your personal life. I I mean, I could do this whole episode about stories of how my network has helped me. So what does networking have to do with money? Well, just about everything. In fact, I can't think of a single career situation that I've been in where my network has not provided an opportunity for advancement, whether that's opening doors, introducing me to people, spreading the word of a project I was working on. It just has been so valuable to me. And I bet there are so many stories on this podcast, maybe even with you, where your network has been valuable to you, but maybe you don't know how valuable it could be or really how to build your dream network. So I want you to stay tuned because Kelly's sharing some just blow your mind truth bombs about networking that you absolutely need to know. So, Kelly, it is always great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, you're one of my go-to girls for career advice, and I love all your tweets and Instagram posts. We were just joking how we feel like we know each other's lives inside and out, whether we do or we don't. You know,
1: that's the glory of
0: social media.
1: <laughs> I, I say the, the internet at its best, and it is so great to be back chatting with you on the podcast.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've got to ask before we dive into tips for other people, you know, have you always been a natural networker? Is this something you've had to really work on and
1: develop? Oh, I've had totally had to work on this. Absolutely. And I would think the way I um, approach networking, um, when I sort of, as soon as you said that question, when I look back at my life, you know, being the person who was watching and observing rather than being, you know, the person rushing out to the front. And I think that's maybe why I approach networking the way I do, and take that more kind of deliberate, thoughtful, you know, I want to say thoughtful in the sense of putting thought in beforehand, rather than like, oh my God, a room full of strangers, how much fun is that going to be? Has never come out of my mouth or my head ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that, because that's very much how I am. And sometimes people think, that I come across as aloof, where, you know, if I'm in a big room, I'm really just kind of studying to try and figure out, okay, you know, where's the dynamic in this room? What's going on? You know, and I'm not always the person that needs to say something. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, because a lot of people look at that and think, oh, she's just, you know, self-centered, or she does she doesn't want to connect with people when really, it's the opposite,
1: right? Right. It's absolutely want to. And it may be in those situations you like like for me when I walk in and it's sort of like, hold on a minute. What what did I decided to do? Why did I think this was a great event? Who are the people I was supposed to meet? This was not is or is this not the dynamic I was expecting? So it's kind of taking in all those inputs based on the assumptions I had when I, you know, RSVP'd and decided I wanted to attend, you know, whatever the event may yeah. be. So it's like a lot of calculations that are going on there in in my head. And I'm, I'm the same way as you. I also sort of feel sometimes when I go to things, if I'm there to, you know, support a friend or hear a speaker, that's what I'm there for. You know, I don't need to, you know, walk out of a room with 50 business cards and a bunch of leads or whatever else. If the reason I was going to the event was, you know, hear my friends speak or, you know, whatever. Like, I have no right. problem. Like here's here's my goal. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, time and place for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, well we don't yeah, we don't they don't have to you know, nothing everything you know, so that definition of how do we maximize these events, you know, maybe the maximum use of your time was the reason you went there. You know, you went there to hear someone speak. So sitting in the front row and hearing them speak there, boom, you maximized your time as opposed to saying, oh, I should also do all these other things when I'm at a, you know, so-called networking event.
0: I like that because it, it kind of lets yourself off the hook a little bit. You know, uh-huh. I know I've gone to events where I felt like, oh, I should meet people or, oh, I should this when really I was there for a different purpose. And, you know, as long as I've gotten value out of why I intended to go there, you know, I don't, I don't need to meet everybody in the room.
1: Right. And if you went there to, I don't know, maybe you, maybe it's a work event, an industry event, and you went there because there was, you know, a client or a potential client that you wanted to connect with and meet. And say you arrive and and you meet with them right away and then they need to go off and do something else. And you look at your watch and it's been 20 minutes and the event goes on for the next two hours. You've done your part. Why hang around for two hours and torture yourself and see what else <laughs> you're like, leave. That's my attitude. Like, seriously, I think we put, we do. And you, you sort of, you said it, you let ourselves off the hook. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes rather than being sort of stepping back, you know, from, from, the minute we look at something to say, we're going to sign up and attend, or I'm going to add this on my calendar, because that's, you know time's your most precious asset at the end of the day. You know, before something takes away time from something else, really give it some thought and consideration. And if you do that, and then you achieve what it is you wanted to achieve, carve your time back, take it back. Go back to, you know, doing what else in life you want to do. You know, like I said, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes and, um, you know, get caught up in other people's uh, notions and ideas about what, you know, what working a room or what, you know getting maximized maximizing your ROI at an event really is
0: so I saw a graphic that you posted on Twitter it really made me think and I like almost embarrassingly enough like wanted to give like a high five to the screen um, and the graphic was that you know no one cares about your career as much as you do and I think that sounds really obvious but we forget it and I'd love to just chat a little bit about you know why do we need to remember that like why is that important So I remember so clearly walking into day two of my job at a mortgage company and my boss said, okay, now you're in charge of all of our email marketing and the email marketing for the rest of our real estate partners. I was like, what? I had no idea even where to begin and I had just quite a freak out moment. And we're all bound to face these unexpected hurdles at work and I know you can relate, but you don't have to let finding the right software be one of them. With 2019, yes, Can you actually believe it? 2019 fast approaching. You don't have time for these unexpected hurdles to derail you in your career. You can find the software you need fast with Captera's new free ebook, The Big Book of Free Software, which you can download for free at captera.com slash mymoney. So what is Captera? Well, captera.com is the free resource to help you find the software you need for your business. I mean, they have everything. With helpful information on over 300 different software tools, their big book of free software can help you find a completely free tool to test today. And yes, it's absolutely free, so you won't have to ask your boss for a penny or drain your business account. Whether you're looking for a new project management tool, recruiting software, or email marketing solution like I was, Captera's big book of free software has something for you. Visit capterra.com slash mymoney today to get your free copy of the big book of free software. That's capterra, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash dot com slash money. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. j-o-i-n-d-e-l-e-t-e-m-e dot com slash e-t-m. Go to com slash e-t-m and use code e-t-m for 20% off.
1: Rakuten helps you be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. People all have things they need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, you get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered, including Target, Lowe's, and Nike. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Well, I think a lot of us, um, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, a lot of us when we're in jobs and there might be employer-mandated um, training or you know, you know, or or sort of a required client dinner or, you know, industry conference. And we are sort of like feel, oh, man, why do I have to do this? And it's like, hold on a minute here. You know, you, your, your knowledge, those skills, that, is what makes you employable. That mess makes you portable. And you may be in a job that requires you to take certain exams every few years, you know, uh, thinking the financial industry, you got to do your series seven, have you done your series, whatever, like, yeah, maybe for some of these jobs, the, the person who's employing you is required you to have that. But at the end of the day, that's yours. And, you know, when you roll your eyes and you sort of think, oh, good grief, you know, I got to go to this client event, those relationships, even though it might be the client of the company you work for, you make individual relationships that go with you. Let me give you an example of a, a man who came up and spoke to me after an event I'd done, book event I'd done earlier in the summer, and he'd been laid off from his job after 15 years. And the company was like, hey, you know, we're really sorry, we're downsizing, um, we're laying you off. And this is a guy who's, you know, in his early 50s, and he's got kids. So you're like, kids, mortgage, you know, off to college, <laughs> like, you know, like, think about all of those pressures, right? And so he's like, hey, you know, I get it. And the, and the company was like, listen, you know, you take whatever time you need to clean out your office. And he's like, no, no, I won't be long. And, and he walked into his office. And he took, because he still kept, like, a physical file with contacts and business cards, he walked into his office and he took that. The only thing he took was, like, this, like, the address book. And he turned around and he walked out. And he looked at me and he said, Kelly, I realize that, you know, the knowledge and the skills are, like, in me. Like, it's not like someone, you know, it's not like a chip we haven't gotten to that stage with technology. No, not yet. <laughs> There's some chip in their heads that, you know, employers will be able to take out all those knowledge and skills. But he knew he had the skills. And he said, if I had the skills, if I got the skills, that, that walks out with me. If I've got the relationships, I know I can get another job. And I thought, Oh, my God, this is this is exactly it. So that kind of no one cares about your career more than you. It's like, you need to care about this. And the stuff that you kind of feel like, Oh, God, you know, reluctance to do, you know, pause and think about it. it's like, Okay, somebody else may want me to take this training. Somebody else may want me to go and do this industry conference. But hold on a minute here. Where does that knowledge, information, relationship, skills, where is it going to reside in you? So take those opportunities. Take them on. Put your hand up every time there's a that chance to do that because, yeah, you, you know, you don't I don't want to be like negative, like, ooh, you could get downsized, but there may be better opportunities out there for you that you're not even aware of. Uh, but if you'd had that skill set or knowledge, if you'd skilled up in that way – you, you're positioning yourself to to make those kind of leaps.
0: And don't you even think, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, I mean, I think about this all the time. Like just this podcast, you know, it has grown immensely. We have this huge audience listening, but I could just decide tomorrow to stop it, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that would obviously change the trajectory of my career. But, you know, I think even being an entrepreneur, I think about this all the time that, you know, I have to be invested all of the time. I have to care more than anybody else because, you know, there, mm-hmm. there isn't that, you know, ladder for me to climb. It's whatever, whatever I, you know, want to do, whatever effort I want to put into it is, you know, a result of what I get out of it. So I think it's, it doesn't matter whether you work for yourself or you work in a big company. You know, at the at the end of the day, it's it's you,
1: right? Right. I, I sort of like to say it's like this career entrepreneurship. We all need to think entrepreneurially about our careers. Um, we can get paranoid about artificial intelligence and, you know, robots taking over our jobs. But there's going to be new o- opportunities that open up. And it's I'm going to say it's going to be incumbent upon employers um, and, and companies looking to hire people, whether it's freelance or contractors and. Um, to say, hey, this is the skill set. Here's the human skills we're looking for. Uh, And, you know, the more you can invest in that, the more you can train this great muscle that is your brain uh, to to learn and adapt, the more you're going to be able to ride out all of these uncertainties, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're, you know, an employee.
0: That's for sure. And, you know, you you talk about the guy who, you know, took his sort of Rolodex with him. You've written this, this amazing book, Build Your Dream Network. If you haven't read it, you know, you should pick up the book if you're listening because I think it's like, it's sort of the Bible, if you will, to, you know, it built, building this network. And I say this all the time that, you know, connections really is the only way that I've advanced my career. All the opportunities that I've received really has been because I knew somebody and somebody opened a door for me. You know, I had to walk through. I had to have the talent, but you know, the connections really, really made it work for me. And, you know, thinking about like network, I know it's a, it's a word that brings a lot of like negativity or fear or stress to a lot of people. You know, how do we begin to, I mean, this is probably like asking you to encapsulate your book, but you know, how do we begin to make peace with networking and, and even maybe like learn how to do it effectively if there
1: is a way. Yeah. I mean, so just sort of like rethink what networking is and as an activity, you know, we started off talking on the podcast about sort of like what people sort of think is traditional networking, going to an event, probably an industry conference. But if you just like flush that, like just toss that idea and that notion of, of this is what networking is, um, if you start thinking at it as every time you come in contact with someone else, every single human interaction, so sharing this podcast with a friend or posting about this podcast on social media or your email signature line or how you d- greet you know, the barista at your favorite, you know, coffee place. All of that to me is networking. Uh, an example in terms of that idea and how it's like, boom, change something um, was a woman entrepreneur who I met, you know, I'm going to say just the other evening at a book club. And she's like, you you freed me from anxiety over what networking is. And she happened to be traveling Taking um, an Uber to the airport, and the the Uber driver, this like, and this old guy, and and she's this woman is in the back seat with her husband, and she's an entrepreneur, and she's, you know, I would say medical device and medical device industry stuff that's all focused on women, and this guy's like, hey, oh, you're visiting. What are you doing here? What do you do? And she just launches in a description about what she's doing. <laughs> Right. And her husband is looking at her like she's turned, like she's like he's looking at her like she's turned into an alien like why are you <laughs> bothering to tell the Uber driver about, you know, your medical device for women. And this guy stopped her at one point and said, "Oh my god, that's amazing. This is what my wife does." Wow. And, and her his wife is also in the space of, you know, I want to say um, uh, you know, women's health and he said can i have your card i would love to put you in touch with her or her in touch with you and and so this this entrepreneur she was like laughing she said before i read your book i would never have like talked to someone like that about what i'm doing and i'm like we live in such a different world now if you if we pause for a moment and think all right if all of us right now were our linkedin profiles and Ooh. i and i say linkedin for a reason because linkedin has revealed to us you know, first and second and third degree connections. So all of a sudden, when you're sitting talking to someone, it's not like just the Uber driver in front of you. What's all the world behind that person from the career he may have had before, um, the role he plays in his family, the role he plays in his community, um, you know, all the passengers he sees every day. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, this isn't just someone in a single-defined role, you know, isolated unit on his own. He's a whole complexity of stuff, and all of us, and all of us are that way. So if you start thinking, "Gosh, if I just took a little more interest in other people around me, if I maybe just talked a little more enthusiastically," you know, maybe this is the time the time to maybe have that elevator pitch to be able to say here's what I do, you know, because, you know, who cares if you can, you can explain your business simply to investors. Can you say, say it so simply that an Uber driver wants to make a connection, business connection for you?
0: (laughs) I love that. You know, uh, it reminds me a quick story. So we have these uh, millennial money uh, podcast stickers, you know, that we, we have made, you know, they're like laptop stickers. But we take them with us every time we travel. And the last couple of trips we were on, um, my husband, Jeff, was like, you know, we were in these funky restaurants and like their bathrooms had, you know, walls were, you know, people had written all over the walls and, you know, there were stickers up. So he's like, I'm going to go put some stickers like in these bathrooms. And so it ended up at the end of the trip, we'd put stickers in like, I don't know, like eight different bathrooms, you know, kind of all across the Midwest, crazy stuff. And um He's like, Shauna, I'm doing this for a reason. You just have to trust me. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, And so we had got actual email messages, you know, and through Instagram and different things like that from people who found the stickers in the bathroom, took a picture of the sticker, found the podcast, started listening to the podcast, and then, you know, started to have these changes in their finances. And I thought like, okay, this is a really weird way to think about networking, but you know, sometimes you have to put yourself out there in different ways, like talking to the Uber driver that you maybe normally wouldn't do. And you just never know like what, what, you know, what it could
1: turn into. Exactly, exactly. And gosh, how much more fun to put millennial money podcasters (laughs) in bathrooms than have to like randomly go up to people and say, hey, I'm a podcaster. This is my podcast. I'd like you to listen to it. Like, seriously. Exactly. I'm like,
0: this is the new, so this is a new strategy. There's gonna be every bathroom I go into is gonna have a sticker somewhere.
1: You're like, <laughs> ran, like randomly, like leave these things here. And and yeah, because you, you don't know how people are finding information, um, going to where they are. But yeah, think start thinking about networking as all right, where's how am I interacting with the world on a daily basis? And am I interacting the world in a daily basis in a way that If I was to turn to one person, to five people, to 50 people, and ask for help, would they respond to me? Have I acted in that way? So you think think about what you're doing right? You're putting out really helpful, useful information. There's probably times that you're like, the last thing I want to do is record another podcast episode. Why <laughs> did I agree to do, you know, like, but you know, you, you, you pull up your, you know, your big girl business pants and you do it. Cause you're like, this is why I committed to doing this. This is I, like, I need to do this and it needs to be this quality. And doesn't matter how tired or distracted or frustrated I am. I, you know, I need to put that out there and you know you 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 do those things and people respond and then they say to somebody else god you got to listen to this podcast cuz this is like really great and this is good information if you were to turn to people in your network and say hey you know my podcast i'm looking for some more guests you know you'd have an avalanche because you give so much it's like catherine finney who's featured in my book you're someone who's giving so much out to your network that if you were to turn around i i'm you know, I have no doubt in my mind on this, Sean, if you were to turn around your network and say, hey, here's what I need some help with. And it was something completely different than your business and everything you're doing now. Everyone would be like, hands up. What can I do? How can I help you? And and people need to think about their lives that way.
0: I totally agree. I mean, I think people, you know, need to You know, I I always try, you know, I had a lot of people burn me, I guess I would say early in my career, people promised me things that didn't end up happening. And, you know, I just sort of made, you know, the mental note myself that, look, if I was ever in a position to help somebody else, I don't care who they are, even through this podcast, you know, giving away uh, essentially, you know, free advice that 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 was just how I wanted to conduct myself. And yet you've seen, you know, I you probably have examples of this. I've certainly seen other people that have done networking in a really negative way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, they get frustrated that nothing comes back to them good. Well, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Like the first place to start is just the people that you come in contact with. And whether you know you're actually, quote unquote, networking or not, just having that interaction with these people it's, you know, planting a seed in their head of what type of person you are. And if you do need help, you know, those are the people that would, you know, hopefully line up to help you.
1: Right. I'm just thinking about this. I've always had this notion of um, a, a book to write that, you know, I need to write it with someone else. And I think I'm going to have to write it with you. And it's going to be good lessons I learned from really horrible people.
0: <laughs> oh, I will be the yes.
1: I have plenty of chapters for that book. <laughs> it's just like I, you know, I think as soon as you said, you know, people burned you earlier on. I'm like, oh my god, I there's some amazing career and life lessons that I have been fortunate to be the recipient of, but they came from some really goddamn awful people. <laughs> so, you know, people that I wouldn't hold, I mean, I hold their advice up on a pedestal. And I do not hold them up on a pedestal. So as soon as you said that, I'm like, Oh, there's there's something else we have another book. I am
0: I am right on board. I'm right on board for that book. I've already in my head are the searing stories now coming back. So (laughs) so, you know, what would you say to somebody who is listening? And they're like, Okay, Shauna Kelly, like, I I get it. But you know, I clam up, I get nervous, I freak out, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to present myself. How do you get over some of those stumbling blocks?
1: Uh, So first thing I would do if you sort of find yourself in that situation, this is where I'd say, okay, let's step back. Let's take a big step back and figure out how you put yourself in that position in the first place. Did you fully prepare? Did you make the right decision to either, you know, take an informational interview or um, ask for an introduction or uh, pounce on an introduction that someone else made because they thought it would be good for you? Like, take a big step back and say, how did this happen? Like, how did I get to a position that I was feeling awkward and anxious and, you know, all those other feelings? Because where I look at and, you know, kind of the process of networking that I lay out in Build Your Dream Network is start with what your goal is. Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And I'm not meaning that in a Machiavellian kind of nasty way, but in the way of if you are focused, if you are intentional, you can use your time better. You're going to be more authentic in your actions. And that's better for the people you're going to interact with. So think about what your goal is. Then sit and think about, all right, who are the people who can help me achieve this? Because we can only achieve things with the help of other people. We can say technology, but, you know, connect with someone on LinkedIn. You're connecting with someone. You're not connecting with a platform. You're connecting with a person who may be, be able to help you. So always remember that it's the person. And then think about the best way to connect with them. Is it, you know, schmoozing around at an event? You know, is it going for a coffee date? Two things that cause me to light my hair on fire. and just, that's why I always <laughs> say them, you know, maybe it's sending a better email to get the answer you want it. Right. Maybe it's listening to this podcast and you're going to get your answer from Shauna and you don't need to try and waste your time by, you know, picking your brain over coffee. You know, so that's where I am like, go back when you get in those situations of anxiety, because I typically find if you know and understand why you're doing something. You, which is not to say it's like, oh, you know, this is unicorns and rainbows and and all that kind of good stuff, and all your fears go away. But you have a way of managing them when you understand why, and you're fully present in why you're doing something. The case study in the book I always point people to is a guy by the name of Joe Styler who's at GoDaddy. He is extremely introverted. Um, he is someone who has moved his way up from an entry level no skills required job um at at GoDaddy. He was a customer service to a management role in aftermarkets, you know when you see domains sold for millions of dollars. Sure. He's moved his way into that. He is someone who has got a recognized reputation for speaking at conferences within the aftermarkets industry. Nationally, this is a guy who you know. I want to say wow. you you, you can imagine going. You know, the the aftermarkets conferences are typically in Vegas, Vegas, which <laughs> you know I think for a lot of us is hell, but for an introvert would be like off the chart of hell. Um, but he's like I he when he decided what he wanted to do, looking around GoDaddy, he was like, okay, this is what I really want to do. He skilled up before he got the job. He had to network for four years. To get into the aftermarkets group, so this is like skill up, go to the conferences, figure out what's going on. He's doing this all on his own time, his own dime. Until he got, you know, an opening came up and he had built relationships with the people in it that they were looking at the hiring director and saying, you got to hire this guy. This is the guy we want to have come into this department. But, you know, Joe told me about going to the first time we went to Aftermarket's conference in Vegas and, you know, literally plastered on the back of a elevator going down to, you know, the convention floor. Um, And he was like, yeah, but I knew why I wanted to be there was I sweating? Was I anxious? Was I like nearly wanted to die from all of that kind of stuff? Absolutely. But I could, you know, breathe and get it under some control because this is the career I wanted for myself. And so that's why when people say they're anxious, I'm like, no, 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 don't look for some hack. Use it as a learning moment to say, what what did I do? Like, let me go back and let me look at the steps that got me to this point of anxiety. And how can I kind of soften that. How can I prepare so I don't feel this way the next time the situation arises?
0: That's great advice. And I love also in the story that, you know, it took time for him to continually network to continually, you know, gain skills, gain connections. So a lot of us are thinking we make one connection and suddenly all the dominoes fall. And that's not normally (laughs) how this thing works. You know, so there's got to be patience, right?
1: Right. Like this is where like no one cares about your career more than you do. Like, like plan ahead. You know, I learned that the hard way when I went to make a career change and I didn't have that network. Uh, and it took 18 months to land the job that I wanted because I didn't have the network and I had to make some personal connections uh, and I made them all pretty quick. And then I had to work them uh, in terms of staying top of mind for a good 12 months Um I was top of mind. So someone called and said, hey, there's a job opening. You should I'm going to put your name in for it. So, yeah, plan ahead and think about it. And, you know, Joe's a great example, too, because here's some of his networking beyond this, you know, the skilling up beyond the, um, you know, sort of well-researched informational interviews and, you know, going to conferences and figuring out what's going on and, and all that kind of stuff. One of his other lessons is, like, focus on what you can control. And what he could control was the job he was already in. So he's an incredible manager um, and, and mentor in terms of training and developing the talent around him. As a result of that, you know, for any of your listeners who are working within companies, as Joe joked with me, he said, you know, Kelly, there was an upside and a downside. The downside was everyone poached the people who worked for me. (laughs) Because <laughs> he, he was known as this, you know, he's like known as this great manager in developing talent. Like he's got the patience and and the interest to do that. And so he said, yeah, everyone would poach the people who work for me. He said, the good news is they poached them to work in other departments and in other functions at GoDaddy. So Joe now has the most diverse you know, widespread network internally at its company. Now, you know, some people may not think of training, developing, you know, talent, uh, managing, you know, leading a team. Maybe working on a, um, you know, a lot of companies have like community service projects and stuff. All of those activities are networking. You know, find ways to do things, you know, to help other people out or work alongside them, and. While you're doing that, you're building relationships that, you know, who knows, someday might, you know, whatever, lead lead, the, lead to the key information you need for a report or lead to, you know, a job or some other opening or opportunity.
0: For sure, for sure. And, you know, as we kind of wrap up our time here, um, I would just like to know, you know, we talked a lot about your book, which really I just I I can't talk about it enough because I think it's just really <laughs> such a great book. Honestly, um, it's on
1: my nightstand. Um, <laughs> well, that that's a, for our next podcast. We're going to talk about yes. that. Uh, you know, that that is on your nightstand. But but I will say, like you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you, know, you and I chatted when the book had just come out in hardcover. It's now out in paperback. I am. Absolutely thrilled and excited to say it's had its first foreign, it's going to have its first foreign translation into Chinese, which is kind of crazy, but it's kind of exciting that, that, like, you know, putting out a, you know, think of a book like an entrepreneur, like a product, you know, the thing still has legs and people still, you know, I haven't had to do build your dream network, you know, 2.0 or 3.0 or, you know, the next version yet, that this thing still has legs. And there's something very satisfying um, about that as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. So who, who should read this book? I mean, who should have this book on their
1: nightstands? Oh, I want to say... Everybody. Everyone should have it on their nightstands. Um, You know what? If you're thinking about a career change, if you are, you know, starting your career and you really want to get it on, you know, the right foot so that you're not looking at yourself, you know, four or five years down the road saying, oh, this is, you know, I've got my head down and I'm doing all the good work. Why am I not getting the recognition? Uh, You should be reading this book. And if you find yourself someone who may be doing an encore career, maybe someone, maybe one of your listeners got a parent or a relative you know or a neighbor who is you know on that encore career because you know I don't think any of us are I don't know many people who sort of think about 65 and retiring and you know sitting on the front no you know, re- no, people are like doing other things so if you're you're thinking about that encore career then this is definitely a, a book for you and yeah there's there's something for entrepreneurs in there too. So, um, so
0: where can we, where can we connect you? Where can we find the book? All that good stuff.
1: Well, you've already hinted at it. Best place to find me is probably on Twitter, uh, uh, uh you know, at JK Hoey, um, at, on Instagram at J Um, my website is jkellyhoey.co and build your dream network is available. You know, most online booksellers, Amazon, Barnes, and Noble, Target, Walmart, Books A Million, um, and uh, many local bookstores carry it as well. So uh, I'm sure they'd be delighted to order it for you. It's also on Audible, also on Kindle.
0: Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. I'll be back on Friday with a fresh episode for you to check out. But in the meantime, if you love this episode and you found value in the content we share with you... I totally appreciate it. If you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life.